Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. I want you to imagine a bookshelf with several books on it, would you please? And on each end of that row of books are bookends, holding them up. A starting point and an ending point. Well, as we've walked through the New Testament, there are multiple letters. These are epistles, New Testament books. And on each end of these books that detail for us the church age, there are bookends. Now, there is a book that begins and ends this particular section of the Bible for us, and both of those books are transitional books. On the left, that bookend is the book of Acts, the Acts of the Holy Spirit, and uh, in the life of the apostles in the early church. On the right-hand side, that bookend is the little book of Jude. And just as the book of Acts has been referred to as the Acts of the Apostles, or the Acts of the Holy Spirit in the lives of the apostles, Jude is the acts of the apostates, those who turn from the truth, who reject it, who resist it, who fight against it. And like Acts, Jude is a transitional book. So Acts shows us the early days of the church age, and then Jude shows us the closing days of the church age. And this will help you to kind of see where Jude fits into our New Testament because it describes for us a period of time when people, by and large, have turned from revealed truth and how we're to act and respond in all of that. It's placed very appropriately, I think, as the next to last book in our New Testament because it's like a vestibule leading into the revelation of Jesus Christ. Uh, my friend, we are living in the book of Jude. I don't know if you've ever studied it. I don't know if you've ever even been interested by it, but you ought to because we're living in the book of Jude. We're living in dark days but we're living on the verge of the light, the Lord Jesus Christ being revealed and coming for us. Now, the writer of this particular little book is a man by the name of Jude or Judas. He refers to himself in Jude verse 1 as the servant or literally the bond slave of Jesus Christ and brother of James. Now, we've already learned that James was the half-brother of the Lord. That means Jude is also the half-brother of the Lord. And yet, Jude opens this book not by uh, mentioning his earthly relationship to Christ, but his heavenly relationship to Christ. I love that. And he has no claim on Christ except mercy. My friend, none of us do. God has no grandchildren, someone said, only children. So your family, your genealogy, your heritage, that's not enough. You must come to Jesus Christ as a sinner. Take Him as your Savior. And your relationship to Him is that you're a servant now of the Lord Jesus Christ. He writes just before the fall of Jerusalem. And he writes to these Hebrew believers. Remember, we've been looking through these Hebrew Christian church epistles. And what is his great message? His great message is that we must all earnestly contend for the faith. Let me read the key verse to you if I may. It's verse number 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, 
It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now there are two interesting phrases here. One is the common salvation. We don't mean here uh, that salvation was common in that it was every day or it was, it was mundane. No, uh, this common is not a matter of greatness. It's a matter of availability. He's saying the message of salvation has been made to every man. Everybody gets saved the same way as through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the common salvation. I'm glad we've entered into that. And he's not saying here that he wanted to write about the common salvation, but instead he's got to write about contending for the faith. No, those two things go together. You see, for the message of salvation to go forth, we've got to be willing to fight the good fight of faith. You can't separate the common salvation and contending for the faith. There is no common salvation if there is no faith. And so let's ask and answer a few questions here. Who is to do the contending? Well, the Bible uses the term beloved. All who are part of the family of God, all who have experienced the love of God. This is not just a word for preachers. This is for all of God's people. If you're a believer, this is one of your responsibilities to contend for the faith. All right, what must be contended for? The Bible uses the term faith here, not in the sense of us believing on the Lord Jesus as a matter of personal faith, but rather the word faith here refers to the entire body of truth the faith that has been revealed. Well, what does that mean? This is the Word of God. It's the message of Christ. This is our faith. So who contends? We all must. What do we contend for? Our faith. Why must we contend? The Bible says that our faith has been once delivered. So it's been delivered one time, but it has to be contended for in every generation. Why? Because there are people that are fighting against it. These are fighting words. He begins in verse 4 to tell about some of those enemies. Certain men crept in unawares. What are they doing? They're fighting against the truth. They're fighting against the gospel. They're fighting against the faith. And so we must be willing to stand up and be counted and to take our position on the battle line, on the front line for the faith that we believe. And then how must we contend? Oh, this is a powerful word, earnestly. Earnestly. Did you know that that word literally means to stand agonizingly, seriously? Now sometimes contenders are accused of being contentious. The Bible doesn't say be contentious for the faith. Now that can just be annoying. It says contend for the faith. It means to stand with conviction, to stand with heart, to be willing to sacrifice if need be, and to keep on standing even when it's not easy, even when it's difficult. When the apostates get in your face, don't flinch. Be true to the faith. I repeat, the faith has been delivered once, but it must be contended for again and again. And it must be contended for not only with conviction, but with compassion. My pastor used to say that our compassion should run as deep as our convictions run high. And indeed, that's exactly the case. You can divide the little book of Jude into two parts. First, he exposes the danger. He does that early on through verse number 19. But then he ends the book, not with exposing the danger, but exhorting to duty. And I want to read this exhortation to you because every time I read it, it stirs my heart to be on call for Christ, to be on duty for the Lord, to take my place. The Bible says, beginning in verse 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, 
Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Oh, dear friend, this is our duty in the face of grave danger. This is how Christians are supposed to live in an age of apostasy. This is how we ought to be living at the end of the age. We ought to be faithful to that which Jesus Christ has given us to do. There are many glimpses of Christ in the book of Jude, but the first and the last glimpse of Christ, the first time we find Him and the last time we see Him, it is emphasizing Him preserving us. In verse number 1 of Jude, the Bible says that we're sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. And the last time we see our Lord Jesus, the Bible says, Now unto Him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. In a book that could seem dark and a little depressing, about all of the error around us, we're reminded that Jesus Christ is able to keep us right with Him and keep us for all eternity. Friend, even in days of apostasy, our anchor holds. You keep yourself close to God and rest in this. He will keep you. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.